The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I am Dax Holt. That is Adam Glenn, and you are listening to the number one entertainment podcast in the world. Go check the charts. We are there. What's up, buddy? I'm good. I'm still in Los Angeles. Uh, haven't ran into like a celebrity since like uh, the improv when I saw like Dave Chappelle and a few like random comedians. But it's funny. I talked to a few paparazzi friends I know that were been hanging out the catch and hanging out Craig's, and it's weird. Because what they've noticed since the writer's strike, it's sort of like what's been happening during the pandemic, where the social media stars are taking advantage of like no new TV shows going on really going yeah. on at the moment. So they're the ones going out and about, and the celebrities are not going out. So at Craig's, it's been slow. The paparazzi have seen no celebrities. Oh, wait, but wait, wait, why, celebrities. why are the celebs oh, not going out? Does that have something to do with the strike or something? So the writer's strike, their feeling is they have no projects to promote, so they don't really want to be seen, and it's just that, like their me time. However, the social media stars are out and about. Last night was like Harry Jousey's birthday, and they had a bunch of like those sort of social media stars out. It's sort of like what happened during the pandemic, where you didn't see the celebrities out because there's no shows going on. However, mm. the social media stars were, you know, taking full advantage of, uh, you know, the their opportunity to get attention. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Well, for people tuning in for the first time today, this is our Raw Rundown. This is when we talk uh, about the top entertainment news stories of the week, get you caught up before going into the weekend. Make sure you feel uh, like knowledgeable about anything you could have missed out on. Um, and, dude, big week for us. Big, big, big for week. us. I'm not lying when I say we're the number one entertainment news podcast in the world right now. I don't know how long that'll last, but we are there. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Heather McDonald and Juicy Scoop, and thank you guys for listening and uh, sharing with your friends. It's uh, keep it going, though, please. We please, need it, please. All right, let me read one quick review before we jump into this. Just a little shout out to someone who took the time to go to iTunes and leave this review for us. This comes from Jones, or let's see, John Joan Jones Ha. I don't know how to say that. Uh, five stars. It says great pop culture podcast this is my absolute favorite podcast for pop culture dirt adam and dax have such chemistry i'm entertained um my whole commute to work please always keep the raw rundown episodes long it's the only news i listen to <laughs> great i love it well i'm glad that we are your news source i am sure that that is uh that could be a good thing or a really bad thing i'm not sure yeah no that's uh that's very nice of you uh this is our raw rundown if you're a new listener this week we usually do, uh, in the middle of the week, we do a conversation sometimes with just Dax and I where we kind of catch up. A lot of times we have on a guest, either a celebrity, a paparazzi, uh, you know, even the people that make the star stars. It's it's kind of unique conversations with the real reporters out there. Uh, I wouldn't say reporters, I'd say journalists because reporters just, 
you know, but, I, but it's not even that. It could be a celebrity. It could be a bodyguard. It could be kind of anyone in Hollywood, whether it's someone in front of the camera, behind the camera, helping make these people famous, whatever the case is, or just kind of trying to talk to everyone and get like a real raw conversation out of them. So I, you know, I, I love it. I love it. Anybody we find interesting on to the raw rundown, where we give you the top 10 stories of the week in the entertainment news space, starting with number 10 Dax, What do we have? Uh, number 10, we got Josh Dumel. Uh, he revealed that he's becoming a bit of a doomsday prepper. So he's got all these remote cabins up in, God, where was I? I want to say like North Dakota or something. Like that. So he's Minnesota got maybe? No, no. I believe North it's Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so uh, he was doing this interview and started talking about, and the interview was with Inverse. Um, so he's promoting his new film and starts talking about how, you know, it started off as like having one cabin. And by the way, this cabin is like super remote and you have to drive two miles through the woods through this like windy little road to get to his cabin. But he said that, you know, he, he's been thinking about, like, what the hell happens if L.A. kind of goes to shit? Like, what is he going to do? Where is he going to take his family and go? And so it would be North Carolina. He said that he's been learning how to, like, hunt and fish and change his oil and do all these kinds of things that to prep him that he could live off the land or in his own environment. He wouldn't need other people for quite a long time. And I mean, I, I kind of understand. I mean, over the... After COVID, I feel like your perception of stuff changed a lot. And like, how can I do this by myself? How can I not rely on so many people? And it probably freaked him out just like it freaked a lot of other people out. And so he said, look, I'm not I'm not the best at hunting. I'm not the best at doing these things, these projects, being able to build stuff. But he's, he said, I am learning and I'm getting better. And, you know, he even posted like a chair that he made the other day out of sticks <laughs> on social media. So he's doing a good job. Is it like... A hobby? Is it something like you enjoy doing and learning? It's like when males try to be alpha males, like they just listen to a Joe Rogan podcast and all of a sudden they got into like archery. That's just what happens. <laughs> well, I think it's a fun hobby for him, but it's like, what do you consider doomsday? What, like, no, at what I, point do you say, okay, I got to go bunker down? But do, you, you don't feel like that? Like once I had, once my kids were here, I feel like I started to look at life kind of different. Like now I store, you know, big jugs of water out in the shed because I'm like, oh, if the big earthquake finally happens in California, I need to be prepared a little bit. I, you know, when I didn't think about that stuff before. And so I, I kind of can understand why he's going, okay, if LA goes to shit, like where am I going to take my family to make them safe? I don't know. I, I get it more that I think it is a hobby for him, but I also feel like there is some truth behind the whole thing as well. I just, I would be curious at what point does he consider like, okay, all the training, it goes down now at like, when does he <laughs> consider it doomsday? That's my, um, that's my question. Yeah. All right. All right number uh, uh, nine. Number nine, Taylor Lautner is calling out all these hateful comments that he's getting on social media saying that he did not age well. You know, he's been getting just hounded on social, at least according to him, um, getting all these hateful comments saying that, um, you know, that he he looks like he hasn't aged well. He's not as like big and buff as he was in the Twilight movies, that his skin looks like a raisin, like all these like comments. And he, you know, so he made a social media, uh, social media post himself saying, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, 
three years ago, these things would have really gotten under my skin and really hurt my feelings. But I guess he's, he's saying I'm in a really good place in my life, a different place in my life. I'm happy. But that being said, there's a lot of people out there dealing with this and it can really be taxing mentally to have to deal with people, trolls online, just talking shit for no reason. I went back to look at what possible photos these people are talking about. Taylor Lautner aged just fine. <laughs> I have no idea why someone would say he doesn't look good. The dude's, what, 31 years old. He looks phenomenal. There's there's not a single photo on his social media post that or on his social media feed where he looks old and wrinkly or bad at all. I do not get it. Taylor Lautner, when he was a younger kid, he was, do you remember Little Hercules? He was like on yeah. all the talk shows. His dad, we found that later, was like abusing him, but he was like ripped. Taylor Lautner was like a a version of that because he was just like, who's this young, good-looking kid who's like awesome at karate? He, he Taylor Lautner is ripped. He has aged well. He's now 31 years old. The thing that's interesting about this story, I think it's one of those things where they're making it more of a story because Taylor's in promotional – he's in promotional time right now. He's got a new podcast mm. with his wife he's promoting. So he's going to do something to keep his name a little bit relevant. This is going to sound very negative. Now, I, listen, I'm the first one to say Taylor Lautner still looks great. However, work-wise, I don't know if he's struggling. And, you know, I'd say he does have a large Instagram following, so he can monetize that. But if you look at, like, the last work he's really done, I mean, he did a movie called Home Team in 2022. And then before that, he did a project in 2016. And then other than that, I can't see anything that he's done recently. And, uh, you know, you wonder if he's hurting for work a little bit. Well, I, do, I, I do don't think that in a bad way because work is tough. It's hard to find no. work as an actor. A hundred percent. I do think it's hard when you are a part of such a massive franchise that was the biggest thing in the world. Everyone knew your name. And then you've got your two co-stars who, you know, obviously Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, who went off to have fairly large careers. You know what I'm saying? Like they, it really kind of launch padded them to the next. I mean, Kristen Stewart was the highest paid actress in Hollywood at one point when she was doing Snow White and Robert Pattinson, you know, becoming Batman and doing all of these other movies. He's had a really good career as well. So I think that that is also difficult when you see the other two people that were the big stars go off and just kind of crush it. Um, I'm not saying he's had a bad career by any means. No, it's not at all. It's hard to live up to the success of a Twilight movie post-Twilight. It's like a blessing and a curse. Lautner was actually, according to his Wikipedia page, he was named the highest paid teenage actor in Hollywood uh, years ago. So don't get me wrong. He's financially, as long as he made the right investments, he should be okay. He is doing a podcast now with his wife. He still looks great as far as work-wise. It's um, Oh, oh I, mean, I want to tell you the other thing. Just another podcast. we got enough competition out there people stop making podcasts um no the other thing that he was saying was you know he had to go to therapy for a while because of he it was kind of a mental fuck when he was in these movies when he was like what 16 to 20 he was working out numerous times a week multiple times a day and then he said after the movie ended he he was doing other roles that didn't require him to be so buff and that and people would be like, wow, look what happened to Taylor. He doesn't look as fit anymore. 
I can get that one. I would understand that him looking like a raisin. I don't get, but him not being as beefy as he was for a movie that had to have a shirt off the whole time. I guess that was pretty mentally taxing on him too. just trying to figure out like, where, where do I need to be workout wise? That's healthy, but not over the top for the rest of my life. It's easy now for these. It's such like, I just don't like these stories when people say the internet's saying the internet says, you know, it's a celebrity response to the internet when it could be only like 30 people said it on Twitter and there could be bots. Like it's yeah, but, not. Okay. Adam, I don't know about you, but for me, there could be 15 comments on my Twitter or on my Instagram. It's like, oh my God, I love the podcast. This is great. This podcast. You guys did so well. And then there's one that's like, you sound like a dick bag on the podcast. And that's the one I see. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where my focus. And then I get mad and I get annoyed with that person. And it's like one little comment can set you off in inside of 50 great comments. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to call me a dick bag, why don't you just call me a condom? Let's make it very, like, <laughs> make it much easier. Don't, it doesn't need to be so derogatory. Call, make it easy. Use less letters, okay? Call me a condom. Number eight. Uh, Joe Jonas admitting that he cried his eyes out when he lost the um, the judging role on The Voice to his younger brother, Nick. He just said, I was just so jealous, so... They were all um, sitting down. I, I want to say it was with, oh, yeah, it was with Dax Shepard on the Armchair Expert podcast. Another podcast. Um, uh, but he was, he was, yeah, that is a good one. Uh, he was just saying that, you know, they're obviously out here promoting, but he goes, you know, that was a tough role because he was on the Australian version of The Voice. He loved the gig so much. So he was really excited to hopefully get the American version. Uh, and he said that he found out while he was at a Fleetwood Mac concert at Madison Square Garden in 2019, they were playing Landslide and he got the news and he just started crying because he was just, it wasn't, it was, he said it was bitter, bittersweet because he was excited for his brother or happy, not excited, happy for his brother to have the success, but he wanted it so bad. And there's been obviously sibling, sibling rivalry throughout the years. And I would say in a good, healthy way, you know, and as he, their other brother, what's he, what's the other brother's name? Not Nick, the other one. Uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin was also on the podcast saying, you know, it was also hard for him after the, the band broke up to see Nick go out and have a successful solo career. Uh, Joe have DNCE. And then he was like, oh, well, wh why couldn't the success be for all of us? So I think th that's tough to watch your siblings go and do so well. And you have to cheer them on. But on the inside, you're like, why isn't it happening for me? Um, so I get that. But you know, Nick did really well on The Voice. And I think Joe, once he sat back and watched, was like, yeah, this was the right choice. That He did a really good job. Can I say something about the Jonas Brothers? I oh, think they've boy. had... No, in, in a good way. I think Go. they've had such a crazy, wild career. Because I think when we were younger... I mean, when I, I'd say we were younger, they were younger 15 years ago. When I guess how long they've been in the industry. I feel like they, we used to make fun of them for their purity rings and everything like that. But now they're like cool and they're fun yeah. and joe jonas especially is one of my favorite people to follow on tiktok he's funny he's cool like i don't know i just enjoy him on tiktok their new album it slaps when i mean slaps that's cool that's what the young kids say um it's, <laughs> no uh, cap bro no cap it slaps yeah, no cap it's uh it's a great they they put out good music that waffle house song is fun i like the jonas brothers all right 
I mean, sorry, I was hoping you would you would you would say you'd support me on that and be like, you know, what? I'm with you too. But now I feel weird as uh, I, would, I, I was hoping you would back me, like, because you're in pain. Like, yeah, I like Jonas Brothers too. And instead, I just like came out as a Jonas Brothers fan. I'm not a diehard, but I actually really enjoyed Joe Jonas on TikTok, and I I like the music they put out. Well, good for you, bro. Thank you. That felt good getting out of my system. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I'm, like, I'm, I, I'm glad. I'm here for you. This is like therapy. Yeah, that was the first time I confessed that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Number seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Number seven. Rita Wilson clearing up all of the misconception about what happened on the Kansas red carpet with her husband, Tom Hanks. Um, if you saw these photos floating around where it looks like Tom and Rita are screaming at one of the uh, Cannes Film Festival staff members and, you know, he's pointing and he, he looks really upset. She goes, look, this is not it is not what it looks like. There was not a tense moment. We're not yelling. We weren't upset. It was called. I can't hear you. There's tons of people screaming. What did you say? Where are we supposed to go? So apparently that was what was happening was they were trying to figure out where to go. And so when he's pointing, he's going, am I going that way? But I can understand when you if you've ever seen video from the can red cover, mostly it's photos that you see there. But if you've seen video, there are so many goddamn photographers and videographers at the Cannes Film Festival just lining the sides of the red carpet. And if you've ever been to a, an event like that, everyone's kind of screaming. It's like, hey, Tom, 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 turn, Rita, Rita, smile. You know, it's it, it's very chaotic. But this is like the ultimate red carpet with hundreds of photographers, everyone screaming and yelling. So I can understand that they probably could not hear shit. I could understand that. Um, you wonder, but were there smoke, there's fire. And I do question, again, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Maybe someone heard the the audio of what he was actually saying, and maybe it was taken out of contents. Context, no, it was, it was, really, it was the photos. That's what everyone saw. The photos are still images of them looking like they're screaming at this guy. So what happens sometimes, and the photographers who took the photos will kind of, and it, it, this is just how it works, they will exaggerate a little bit in order to sell the photo. Oh, Does that make sense? Oh, that yeah, happens dude. all the time. Um, I, I was the victim of that a lot. I would get kind of played by the, someone would send a photo and say, oh, hey, this is so-and-so walking out of this you know, brand new house that they just put an offer on, or you know, this is just an example. And then you would start to do the research, dive into it and be like, Oh no, 
someone are, this is their friend's house that they're walking out of. What are you talking about? You know, you'd always have to kind of confirm that what that information they were saying was accurate. And so I can understand that this, this happens all the time. Um, yeah. Do you, is, is that film festival still a big deal? Uh, to to who not i mean not to me i don't i don't watch any movies that are necessarily debuted at the Cannes film festival or sundance or any of that crap i mean it's just not my movie style I'm like give me a marvel movie any day yeah it's it's crazy how it used to be the biggest deal and it, it's fun you just see very wealthy people there and they mm-hmm. go you know it's like when the wealthy people go for their instagram moment because from my experience for dealing with the wealthy and i feel more comfortable this sounds weird i feel more comfortable around celebrities than I feel around wealthy people because rich people are weird. <laughs> rich people they are man and rich people have money but they don't have fame and this is their chance where they could they have the money and then they could feel famous. So it's like their Instagram moment. This is why we can hang out because we're poor as fuck. We so. are poor. Number <laughs> six <laughs> number six, Melissa McCarthy is saying that she had one workplace that was so toxic, it actually made her physically ill. She was talking to The Guardian about an environment on one of her projects. She did not name the project, but she was saying it was so bad it inspired her to start her own production company with her husband, Ben Falcone. Falcone? Um, she said that uh, she did work for someone who ran such a volatile, hostile set that it made her physically ill. She said her eyes were swelling up and was absorbing all of this nuttiness. She said there were people weeping, visibly so upset by this one person. And she said that that's why uh, the manipula- manipulation worked because it got to me. This person would fire people I loved, which kept me quiet. It was very effective. And so she says, and now that she has her own production company, they do a quote unquote crazy check when they hire employees and strive to cultivate a really healthy environment. And, you know, I I feel like you hear this a lot. Like Hollywood can be a really nasty place to work in uh, because people, they get power and then it goes to their heads and they feel like they can do whatever the hell they want, treat people however they want, shit all over them. And then they'll still show up the next day because at the end of the day, people want to be famous. They want to work. They want to be on TV. They want to be in movies, whatever the case is. And they feel like they can get away with it. And so, unfortunately, people accept almost abusive behavior from producers and other people in power in Hollywood. It's do you, I've never worked in another industry, mm-hmm. you know, so I wonder this, I mean, this goes to the audience and I'm sure everyone has, you know, there's toxic work environments in every field, but the one thing I could say about uh, the entertainment industry, from my experience, power is like the craziest drug. And I've been around a lot of people and I've been around it. It's, it's nasty, man. It's, and it it hurts your soul. Like it's gross. The, the I think, I think ego that goes on in this. Power, fame, and money can really change a person. And in Hollywood, you can have all three of those. You know, like people can be rich, but not famous. People can be famous, but not rich. And people can be, you know, like, I, I, I just think that when you have all three of them combined together, you can either make that a good thing or make it a really negative thing. It's not easy. It's not easy to kind of make people feel comfortable, especially these days. You know, people yeah. get they get hurt almost over everything, but it's it hurts your soul because again, it, I, I feel like in this industry, it's very um, 
it's very dream oriented. You know, this is this industry is people they work their whole life for that moment, and it could just be crushed so quick and so easy by one person, by one comment. And I've been there. It's it's not good, man. It's but props to Melissa McCarthy for trying to make a difference. But good luck because it's not easy to please everyone. Number five. Uh, Miley Cyrus clarifying her reason for not touring anymore. Uh, she had gone out on social media and just said, like, look, I don't have any plans to tour for my my latest record album. It's just it's it's not for me. She says it's not mentally good for me. Basically, she's she doesn't want to. You know, the, the tour life is not an easy thing and people don't realize that they, they look at touring and it's like, Oh, I, I get to see my celebrity and they're going to perform. But like the behind the scenes of living in a tour bus and going from hotel room to hotel room, and then you're getting ready inside of a locker room at an arena. It's just not, it's not fun. And it can also be very lonely. She said, and so she goes, look, I don't take this as I don't appreciate my fans. I feel very connected to my fans actually more than ever. And she said, even if I don't see them face to face every night at a concert, my fans are felt deeply in my heart. She goes, it doesn't have a a lack of appreciation for my fans and everything I do. I just simply don't want to get ready in a locker room, like I said, which is the reality life of being on the road. And I can get that. And honestly, this will be a big hit to her bank account. Because that's when people make all of their money. When they go on tour is when the big bucks fly in. Because before that, when you when you send out a record, you know you've got your record label making a ton of money. You got the writers making a ton of money. You're making some. You're making some, probably a lot, but not like when you go on a tour. When you go on a tour is when you literally just raking in the cash. Yes, it's really gonna financially. It's really gonna crush her. I'm surprised. Like, you know, it's not gonna crush doing, her, bro. It's gonna, no, it's she'll, she'll be okay. But but you're talking will, about like risk. Yeah. You're talking about costing her. I mean, I don't even millions know the exact number. Yeah. Millions, yeah, millions of dollars. I'm surprised she wouldn't do maybe like a 12 city tour and just do like bigger places or bigger venues because I don't think she could fill out like a football. I don't think. She, do you think Miley Cyrus would sell out like a football stadium? You have got to be out of your mind. Of course, she can fill out. Uh, the Rose Bowl if she wanted to. This is Miley fucking Cyrus, bro. Yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't toured in 10 years since her bangers tour. And that one was huge. I, she's still crushing it with music. Of course she could fill out arenas all over the world. Arenas, think, yes. Football football stadiums she is another. She could do football stadiums too. Um, like but I think people. Yes. But, I, think, I think with her... The best move would be doing a Vegas residency. That's where the people go that don't want to do the tour around the world. They don't want to be on the tour buses. They don't want to go from hotel room to hotel room. They want their family there. Go to Vegas. The world comes to you then. I, I do believe Miley because I've, I've – it's not like I know Miley, but I've seen her – I've met her. I don't know her, but I've met her a bunch of times. She is very good to her fans. Like when fans come up, she's very sweet to her fans. I will say about Miley, every time I – when I first met Miley, when I first saw Miley, I knew she was a star. Like she had this mm-hmm. like quality. She had this energy about her like, oh, she's a star. And she handles fame very good. Like I remember her with the fans. She was just very good to the fans, stopped, took photos, very sweet, very nice. I get it. I get it. I get that lifestyle. It's not easy. Like when I see like Dave Matthews band schedule, like how much these guys tour, I'm like, oh, man, I'd be in pain. It's like – 
how can you do that to your your body? It's and they've been because you don't it think it's just the performance 20, that night. You, Thirty years. You have to go for sound check, so it's it's not and especially it ruins your summer and not like they could go to Hawaii any time of the year, but you know you have to be there at two o'clock in the afternoon for a sound check, and then you have nothing to do for a few hours and then you do that gig that night. It is very tough on the body, on the soul. So, um, I believe her. I get it. Eventually, she's probably gonna have to go on tour. She's gonna oh, perform she, live. She, I, you know, it'll be something. And I'm telling you, go to Vegas, Miley. Let let the world come to you. There's no need for to live in in a tour bus when every she could sell out the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace every night. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Number four. Oh, number four, the Vanderpump Rules reunion of episode one aired last night. And well, I guess technically two nights ago, according to the when this podcast comes out. Uh, But it was as dramatic and full of craziness as anyone would expect. Um, But I am just really looking forward to us not having to talk about this anymore because I am so over the goddamn Vanderpump Rules drama. Uh, But yeah, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling. Um, It was it was, I don't know, kind of hard to watch, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I, I like drama and I like to see craziness. But I think maybe because I'm over it so much. I, I don't know. What did you watch it at all? I did not. Uh, I've been away, but I feel like at this point you don't even need to watch it. It's the way everything comes on social media. It's like, I feel like the reunion happened a month ago just Mm -hmm. because it's so much Vanderpump and people are torn. Some people still love the scandal. Some people are like, I'm over it. I, uh, are you over it? Dude, are you kidding me? I'm. I was over it three weeks ago. People yes. get offended when you say you're over it. They're like, "What are you creating? This is our Super Bowl." I'm like, I, "I'm sorry. <laughs> what else can we go? What else can we?" Yeah, like, really and it was funny because when we were talking to Heather McDonald at Juicy Scoop, like off air, I was like, "Are you over Scandaval?" Because I am, and she's like, "No." I'm like, "Really?" Because you talk about it so much, and she's like, "Nope, she she loves it. I can't stand it anymore. I am so goddamn over it." The part I I can't stand about it. It's just how much the cast is in, taking advantage, of, and I get it. But I to me, I always find like the grossness of it. I'm like, Ugh, like because at the end of the day, it should really matter to Raquel, Tom, and Ariana. And I feel like the other people are taking advantage of the moment. But, but again, I, I'm just curious if they all huddled around and said, how do we take advantage of this where we can monetize this, make this even bigger for the show, use this to get more money from Bravo. That part I'm interested in. I'm curious about the stuff that we haven't found out about between the business behind the business. Yeah. No, um, 100%. I was going to say there was a moment in the show. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, number one, it was already kind of weird having obviously Raquel out in the trailer. I mean, I understood why she was out in the trailer because she couldn't come in, but I also felt like 
Tom was getting so much heat by himself. And I just thought this is a weird moment to like bring them all in a room just so that all the cast members could yell at Tom. Like again, this is, doesn't really affect the other people. Yeah, it might affect the other Tom because of his business. But at the end of the day, like, I'm sorry, James Kennedy, shut the fuck up. Like, wh- what was your big beef that you needed to scream at Tom Sandoval in front of the whole cast? Like, I would say that was a moment I felt like he was just utilizing this so that he could have more airtime. Of course. I mean, when you start calling someone a poo-poo head, I mean, you knew what you were doing. You were trying to make it fun and funny. Don't say you're angry. You're looking for that one. You're looking for that moment that you end up in the trailer. You're looking for that moment where it makes people, he's funny. I want to go see him DJ. So, of course, at the end of the day, we, the audience, are the pawns. We're the ones getting played. So, okay, it, let's move on. I'm done. Like, yeah, you're, you're so over that story, I'm huh? I'm so fucking over it. All right, what's the next? Uh, what number are we at? We are number. Uh, we are. Audience like we're number three, three, right? We're number three. Yeah, we're number, three. <laughs> number three. Jonathan Majors and Megan Good, uh, seen holding hands amid the rumors that they're dating. Obviously, this is a big deal because Jonathan Majors has been in the news quite a bit lately. Um, he has been kind of in embattled right now the media has been buzzing and it's not been a good way because he was he's currently facing a misdemeanor charge of strangulation assault and harassment by one of his exes and he's been really mum on the allegations not saying much uh, about the charges uh, but they've had a huge impact on his career he was dropped by his pr his management management team lost a couple of big roles uh, one being that dennis rodman biopic another being the uh, walter mosley's the man in my basement uh, project. So he has lost a lot over these allegations and now he's seen out with Megan good. They look like they're dating. Um, I don't know. You have any thoughts on this? It's, I mean, Megan good was married. Um, she's no longer, she got divorced about a year ago. Now she was, mm-hmm. she was married to Devon Franklin, who uh, is a famed preacher. Um, so it's of all the people to see, she's a very religious person. She's, um, what they, what I've read, she's a spiritual person. She's now dating this guy who's going through a lot in the news. I am wondering if here comes the conspiracy part of the show. Um, I mean, it's not that big of a conspiracy, but if they're calling the paparazzi on themselves, you think? I, do I don't question. think so because all the paparazzi photos have been him highly covered up too. Yeah, but who cares? Hooded. I mean, it's. I mean, that happens. I just. I don't know. I don't have any insight on that. I'm just curious if he doesn't mind. I, I think he likes the attention, him. saying like, "Hey, here's an actress who hasn't turned her back on me," because a lot of people turned their back on him. Mm-hmm. She's but okay, here, here's my my thing. When you see setup photo paparazzi photos, a lot of the time there's at least a moment when you get a good face shot, like they'll look up or you, cause you gotta, if you're setting it up, you need to show your face. He doesn't really show his face in a lot of the paparazzi photos. That to me makes me feel like they're not set up. They're photographed at red lobster. Did red lobster pay for that photo op. <laughs> Dax, when was the last time you went to a red lobster? Just out of curiosity. I Have don't, you ever know. Been to a I don't know if I've ever been to a red lobster in my life. I've might've used the bathroom at a red lobster. But yeah. I don't think I. No, I can't. No. Why would I go to Red Lobster? 
why would I go to? Yeah, there's no reason. But they were photographed at a red lobster. Um, it, it's, it is what it is. I, I, I'm just, it, here, Megan Good, who is a known actress, very attractive, freshly it does, sort of it, divorced. It does help person, out with, from the back. it helps out with him and his persona right now. Like if he is looked at as like a girlfriend beater, but then you got a new girlfriend. I think that, I think that helps him out. If that makes sense. Does like this got, look like, good? Does Elementary's Dax on the other side? Does this look good for Megan Good in her career? I don't know. <laughs> if you were, if you were her agent, if you were her manager, if you're a publicist, would you tell Megan Good, "Hey, Megan, this is"? I don't know if they. Some of them would probably say, "Would you say this is a good business move?" Um. Well, what is she working on? Has she done any big projects lately? I couldn't tell you I, that. I mean. I it's hard to say because if she was in all these big like Marvel movies like he is, I might say, oh, maybe not. But I don't know. I haven't heard her name attached to any huge projects right now. So, well, I'll tell you what she did. She was in Shazam. Oh, OK. Yeah, um, which is a big comic movie. So that is a big that is a big movie. <sighs> I don't know. I think sometimes not a again, huge role being, in it, but she being in it. talked about is a good thing in this industry. OK. All right. Do you think they're, you. when they start dating someone, their managers, agents, or publicists get involved and say, "Hey, yes, we saw you in a relationship. We just want to talk to you more about this." Do you yes. think they get involved saying maybe this is not a good business move, or do you think they say, "You know"? I think they talk to them and say, "Hey, wh- this might not be the best thing for your reputation or for getting booked or whatever." I think there's influence there. Okay, Interesting. number two. Number two, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez are engaged. Obviously not movie stars by any means, but uh, this is still huge for the entertainment world because Jeff Bezos is essentially a a celebrity <laughs> by being celebrity. rich. Um, so, uh, yeah, they got engaged uh, uh, this week. He uh, They've been on this $500 million yacht that he just built, which everyone's talking about the front of it because there's this sculpture um, that looks like it's Lauren. It looks like it was made to look like her, you know, like on an old kind of like ship from back in the day, like a, I don't know, like a merchant ship or something where it has like a... Yeah a sculpture of a, a, a female body on the front. Well, this one looks to be her that he's put on the front of his, his mega yacht. Um, you've seen it. Do you think it's actually her? They got, uh, and I, I don't say, uh, how do I say this? We're not coming off. I mean, same, same upper body. He's saying the boobs look the same. Same boobs. Yeah. Same <laughs> boobs. yeah. I mean, they're great boobs on that, on this, on this, <laughs> I'm both, but uh, yeah, it's so I, the boobs look very similar. It, it very well could be, and I think it might be like, "Hey, he surprised her. Here's a gift to you. I put you in the front of a five hundred million dollar boat." Like that's some that's some real fuck you money right there. It is insane. Gonna, you know gonna, Lauren, by the way. You you've you've known. You've oh known yeah, Lauren. Lauren isn't that crazy? You know Lauren, who's now married to Jeff Bezos. Oh, she wouldn't talk to me at this point, but yeah, I I knew Lauren. I talked to her tons back in the day she she's actually super cool really fun uh, fun lady um and that's i mean jeff has said the same thing like she is just one of the coolest nicest people out there he's like if anyone is around her they they fall in love with her because how awesome she really is um 
but damn this ring that he put on her finger holy crap it's it's like the size of my fist yeah and i would expect nothing less right i mean it's Jeff Bezos, what is he, the second richest man in the world? I don't know if that that uh, title has fallen down at all, but yeah. yeah, you would expect it. So I actually feel like a weird guy about this, but she, I didn't know, this This is stupidity on me, I didn't know that she used to be with Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And you see Tony Gonzalez with Jeff Bezos all the time, like they became really good friends. Mm-hmm. Which well, I, I, mean, I think that's how they – isn't that how they met, though? So they met through Like they – I think that they, there used to be, like, double dating going on between Jeff and his ex-wife and Tony and Lauren. Like, I think that's how they kind of all met was through each other. And then it, and they ended up hitting it up – hitting it off once both divorces happened. Interesting. Um Give him a lot of credit, like Tony, Jeff, for all them to kind of like put the the weirdness aside and say, hey, you know, we like each other. We're going to be together. I yeah, actually didn't know that. I, wasn't I remember Tony getting, on the yacht too? He hangs out with them all the time. He was on the yacht with them. In fact, I remember Super Bowl in LA. I asked Tony Gonzalez about his relationship and his friendship with Jeff Bezos, and he talked about it. But then I now that I, I really looked into it, I was like, fuck, I didn't know that you used to date his girl. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Crazy, it's cool but... that they have that positive of a post-marriage relationship. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, nice. And they've got cool. like three kids together too, I think, something like that. I will say she's very cool. I don't know if he's very cool. And everyone's probably like, yeah, of course he's not cool. He's Jeff Bezos. Um, I saw him maybe about a year ago. It was one of my biggest videos on TikTok. The video blew up. And Jeff Bezos from when you first saw him, like the old videos of him on YouTube with Amazon, he was like a nerdy guy. Now he's in shape. He, I mean, he's doing something to his body besides, I, I, I allegedly, he's got to be doing something to his body besides eating healthy and working out. Cause he's just, he looks great. I asked him when he was walking with Lauren and she loved the attention. I had a camera on There's paparazzi there. I asked him if he recommended one book, like what was the best, you know, what's his favorite book? Is there one book he'd recommend? Basic question, but he did not, catch you know he did not bite the bait and answer that question but i thought it could be a good question for him just to talk a little bit and he didn't answer but the video blew up everyone started shitting on me shitting on him like how can you not ask that question because you're a dick how could of all the questions to ask him why would you ask him that question i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. weird things but congratulations to uh, lauren and jeff dax on to our number one sad story of the week oh so hold on there's going to be two number one stories this week. There's 1.5 and one. So we're going to do okay. 1.5 because this would have been the number one story of the week had the next one not happened. But Britney Spears and her mom had a reunion for the first time in many years. Obviously, this is a huge deal. Um, post the whole conservatorship, Britney has been very vocal about not having a relationship with her parents, especially her dad. Um, Her mom obviously wrapped into all of that as well. Well, on Wednesday, her mom flew to L.A. There's a bunch of pap shots of Lynn Spears arriving at LAX. She then takes a car over to Kate Hudson's house. Kate is uh, Brittany's um, manager. He's the guy that you see every once in a while on her social media. She'll be out 
hanging with some dude in some remote tropical location. That's normally Cade. Um, and then Cade and Lynn got in a car, went over to Brittany's house, and the two spent around, well, according to TMZ, they spent 30 minutes chatting and that Sam was also present during that time. But again, this is a positive step forward. At the end of the day, look, you can you can look at the conservatorship however you want. I think that there's aspects of it that really saved her life. Without it, Britney Spears would be dead 100%. Like, she was too out of control. It may have lasted way longer than it should have. However, I also see that there needs to be some structure in her life at this point because I feel like she's starting to spiral again. Um, I can't say that she looks 100% healthy in all of her social media videos. So I think her family being a part of her life is important. I think that her mom trying to mend this relationship, which she's been trying to do for quite a long time, the first step of her being here, even if it was 30 minutes, I think that's important. And I hope that is the stepping stone to Brittany and her family kind of reconnecting because Brittany needs that support group. At the end of the day, she needs support. Yeah. Um, it's There's a lot there. Um, a lot there. Do you... It's just good for Brittany. Good to see the mom back in her life. When are we going to see the father flying in and going to see her? Are I don't think it's going to be for a while. I think, I think she's so mad at her dad because he was tapped as the kind of head of the conservatorship. So I think there's more anger towards him than anything. So I think it starts with mom. I don't know if her sister, there's, you know, how that's looking for her. But I think her letting her mom in is is the number one step. Dax, do you think Brittany needs to get out of L.A.? Or is it just doesn't even matter at this point? It's not like she's out driving around L.A. like she used to. So I don't think she necessarily needs to leave. because She can hide out. You know what I'm saying? She can do her thing. I think she needs to get off social media is what I think she needs to do. <laughs> so you're saying we just need to get rid of her phone? Like, hey, here, Brittany, here's a phone. But we're going to check your apps to make sure you're not sneaking the apps like she's a 12-year-old. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Someone needs to, <laughs> to put screen time on her phone and so that someone can just turn off. No, that's essentially conservatorship. That's what I do to my children. They're not allowed to <laughs> do stuff. I just yeah. like, nope, I'm turning that app off. Um, no, I, it just, it's so hard with Brittany. And I think mental health is such a serious situation. And it's like everyone, I think, wants her to do well. But I think things are outside of her control, unfortunately, if she is not doing the steps that she needs to do to better herself. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the number one story of the week. Well, number one story of the week, obviously, uh, no doubt that this is number one, but Tina Turner has passed away at the age of 83 after, quote unquote, a long illness, according to her rep. I mean, this woman was just the queen of rock. She had uh, a 60-year career she was incredibly talented. She actually passed away on Wednesday um, and in her home near Zurich, Switzerland. She moved out there a long time ago just to get away from all of the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. She could live a very private life over there. Um, but you look back at all these stories in, um, in the publications about her career and it was ridiculous. 
ridiculous how successful successful she really was. Um, I know that she did battle uh, some health issues over the last couple of years. She had, um, I guess, a stroke. She had intestinal cancer, a kidney total kidney failure, which required an organ transplant. Um, so yeah, obviously battled a lot, but then, uh, you know, she had one of the longest careers in rock history. She scored a billboard. She listened to this. She scored a billboard top 40 hit, uh, across four decades. She had obviously Grammys, Kennedy center honor. She was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame. I mean, I look back at my childhood and I remember like, dancing to like with my mom to like Tina Turner songs. So like I've, when this news broke to me, it hit me different from a lot of other deaths. I don't, I don't know. What about you? I just think of like, what's love got to do with it. I mean, that's just such a classic song. And it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those songs in all ways from even just the way she looked, she just had this iconic kind of look. She was, I mean, she was a legend. She was an absolute legend. You think of also what happened in her life during fame, you know, with her yeah. Ike Turner. You think of she, she's it's it hasn't been easy for her. She's had a crazy wild career, and a lot of it was out of her hands. Between obviously, she had children that one died by suicide, I believe. One died by cancer, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident. Yeah, all of a sudden, di- uh, death by suicide. Another one passed away from cancer. But then I also think of the domestic abuse with Ike Turner. Like that was such a feigned. A rough life. That was a, a very rough life. But in, in other ways, like it, if it wasn't for that stuff, it wouldn't be, she wouldn't be the person she was today. You know, isn't that, isn't that weird? Isn't it weird to say like, it, it really goes to show you that like, some of the obstacles that can be put in front of you really turn you into who you are. You know, like you, you would never wish for her to be in an abusive relationship. Um, And then on the other side of that, that relationship with Ike and their success in the music industry is really what catapulted her to being the superstar that she was. And yeah, I, I, you know, I wish she didn't have to go through all the things she had to, um, but if you took it all away, we might not know the name Tina Turner right now. And that's that's it's weird to think like that, but that's the truth of it. You know, her music has been skyrocketing on um, on Apple Music. I saw TMZ did a story this morning about how like she has literally the top eight songs <laughs> on the charts right now. Um, you know, Private Dancer, We Don't Need to Be a Hero, The Best. Everything is up by like over 200,000% in sales. And I mean, this happens every time a big musician dies. Everyone wants to go back and listen. We saw it with Michael Jackson. We saw it with uh, Prince and Whitney Houston. You know, it's just people go back and they want to listen to your big hits and this is the time that fuels a lot of these, um, these, uh, what is it like catalogs, you know, with money, their estates get fueled with money because they die. And all of a sudden everyone wants to hear their stuff. She also had the most iconic hair. I think it's just her look, the hair she had. Mm-hmm. She was the only her one legs. Who that look. It it was the legs. She had great she had legs. legs. She, she, she had a look that no one else could really do. Someone else came and dressed like her. Actually, like with her hair, you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. you're trying too hard. She was a rock star. And, and and not saying she was a rock star, but she was a rock star. But 
Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Thank you guys for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. If you're on Instagram, TikTok, we're on it all. Facebook, we have a private Facebook group called Off the Record. Shout out to everyone in that group. You guys have been great. You guys can ask us questions. You guys talk to each other. It's a really good, fun community. Uh, thank you to everyone who just turned on for the first time. Everyone who came in for Juicy Scoop. And uh, follow me at, at Adam Glenn, G-L-Y-N. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt, H-O-L-T. And we'll see you later, L-A-T-E-R. B-Y-E. Yeah, whatever <laughs> Later, guys. Bye-bye. A Huda Media Production.